This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Trump administration, as part of its strategy on artificial intelligence, has spent a considerable amount of time identifying jobs with potential for automation. As part of that effort, agencies have also looked at predicting what new career paths automation might create in the years ahead. But now some officials say fear over automation-related job security might be unfounded. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Conversations about automation in government almost always come with the same caveat, that these tools won't be taking jobs from anyone anytime soon. But at the same time, agencies have launched some efforts to rescale federal employees for the jobs of the future. Federal Chief Information Officer Suzette Kent has overseen some of the administration's reskilling pilots, like the Federal Cyber Reskilling Academy. Speaking on a recent panel hosted by the Bipartisan Policy Center, Kent said some of these anxieties in the workforce about automation aren't new. This is not a story that we haven't heard before in our nation, right? Something comes along that radically changes the way that we work, the way that we live, and creating fear about that is not the best path forward. We know for a fact that we are creating more jobs in the data space, in the computational sciences spaces, in the design space. We have more gaps than we can forecast that we think we're going to be able to fill. Kent went on to say that automation will reshape jobs for some federal employees, but for most, it'll just mean fewer repetitive tasks. Yes, there are some roles that are going to be automated, but not too many people, when I go and talk to them, really like entering data from one report to the next report. They get really excited by using algorithms to draw conclusions faster, to be able to act faster. Rather than spending five weeks looking at a set of data, being able to get a different set of outputs in 30 minutes and then make some decisions, that's actually what excites you know, many of our federal workers about being able to do their job better. So the job fear is not on career changes as they're making those types of decisions so that we are creating our workforce of the future every single day and that they expect that type of velocity will continue throughout the course of their careers. Lynn Parker is the Assistant Director for Artificial Intelligence for the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy. In that role, she's helped implement many of the provisions in an executive order on AI. That includes an initiative to reskill workers outside of government that might be impacted by automation. Here, she gives an overview of those efforts. These are really partnerships with industry, where industry has pledged new training opportunities for people who want to learn the skills of today, but don't necessarily, they don't want to go back to school full time, but they want to be able to perhaps work and learn new skills. And the last count that I saw, over 350 companies have pledged more than 14 million new retraining, reskilling opportunities for workers who are interested in this area. And so this is one way of many that we need need to allow everyone to engage in these jobs of the future. So it's this idea of lifelong learning. We don't want to have this idea that you go to school and then you're done. Because even if you're an expert in today's technologies, in two or three years, you're going to be out of date. And so we all need to develop a culture of constant relearning and lifelong learning. John Sarushian is the Associate Director of Corporate Governance and Finance at the Bipartisan Policy Center. He agreed that some of the fears about AI displacing jobs might be overstated. 
One of the things that I often hear about is the jobs issue, and I think it's a very important issue. Make sure the future of work is something that's sustainable. I worry that sometimes the debate gets sensationalized more than it should be. So when it comes to future jobs, AI will probably automate certain jobs, destroy certain jobs. It will also, though, probably create certain jobs or change certain jobs how they are. So in terms of the actual concerns and the legitimate things, I think, how are we going to handle the transition? So someone's job who's automated, what are we going to do to reskill them, retrain them? And two, what will be the types of jobs that will be created as a result of artificial intelligence relative to the ones that are being destroyed? Congressman Will Hurd said in the near future, it's going to get even harder to keep up with breakthroughs in technology. The technological change we're going to see in the next 30 years is going to make the last 30 years look insignificant. And American leadership in advanced technology has been an essential part of our nation's political and economic power since World War II. And unfortunately, we have entered an age where America's military and economic dominance is no longer guaranteed. And in this new age, leadership in advanced technology is going to determine who sets the rules of the road in a global economy and an international system. And if we, if America, loses its advantage in technology, it will have a devastating effect on our economy and our national security, and we can't let that happen. In order to keep the U.S. on the forefront of AI research, Hurd said that he's working on a national AI strategy with Congresswoman Robin Kelly that'll be out by next May. Here, he gives an overview of what will be included in that strategy. We have to dramatically increase the resources devoted to research and development. The government should set an example in leading the way in adopting AI. And this is going to save taxpayer dollars, but also make the government more efficient. It's going to be able to provide better digital-facing services. And the federal government and and standards, we need to get rid of some of these these onerous regulations that oftentimes get in the way of, of innovation. Instead, regulation should focus on addressing ethical issues, uh, security and privacy concerns that are not covered by existing regulatory frameworks. Congressman Bill Foster is the chairman of the House Financial Services Committee's Task Force on Artificial Intelligence. He said that researchers still have a long way to go in creating explainable AI, which will ultimately build more trust in those tools. There's no question that there'll be huge positive impacts of artificial intelligence. They just can make things much more uh, efficient. You, for example, just scientific research. Uh, Right now, if you're looking for, say, a chemical catalyst, you can sit there and mix and test large numbers of things and test them as catalysts. But what people are doing now is that they will test a handful of catalysts, tell their neural network to look at the, the properties of those and how well they work, and then the neural network will suggest where else to look. You don't have the problem of knowing if you have a good result because the neural network predicts something, you test that prediction in the real world, and then you say it's fine. It's much tougher when you're turning down someone's mortgage application and they say, oh, no, I, I know I would be able to pay this mortgage uh, off. And you say, I'm sorry, our neural network says no, and you never get to test that prediction of the neural network. But going back to the earlier conversation of whether AI would replace workers, he said that the workforce has gone through similar tech revolutions in the past, like when automobiles reduced the need for horses. But this current wave of automation might be different. Foster said algorithms have gotten better at some aspects of white-collar jobs, like tracking down prior art for patents, which is something that patent lawyers used to do. This is stuff that used to be the bread and butter for junior associates. And now, you know, it's, it's done. And, you know, they test it. They do side-by-side tests of young associates and, and AIs looking for, uh, you know, prior art and guess who wins. 
And so this is, I, I think when we realize that we're all in this together, um, I think that we may have a chance of having a, a reasonable discussion on this. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's not going to be easy. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. <laughs> 